He came into this world. He hurts with us. He loves with us. He cares down into our lives. Yes, and so much more. Amen. Well, it's great to be here with you. Great to have you uh, with us in person and joining us on on stream as well. And uh, man, we're excited to be able to go after worshiping Jesus Christ with all we've got. It is all about Jesus Christ. We say it all the time. We can't ever forget it. It is all about Jesus Christ. And all of God's people said, amen, man. Amen. May God truly get all the glory. Hey, we're in our second week now today in this sermon series, and uh, we launched it last week for Easter Sunday. Huge celebration as we just rallied so many together and made much of Jesus Christ. He is alive, right? That's where we started this whole series. He is alive. Just say it big, say it with me. He is alive. Jesus Christ, he is our risen Savior. He is our hope. So the series we're in is called, Who is this Jesus? So who is this God we're looking to? Who is this king where we find so much hope? Who is this one who rose from the dead? What can we know about him? What can we say about him? And uh, man, it's going to be a a huge uh, opportunity for us just over the next couple of weeks to learn a little bit about Jesus Christ, the depth of how to explain who he is. So imagine if you're John, the one who was recording what we were in last week, John chapter 20. Imagine you are uh, writing down about the one who is risen from the dead. And then your assignment is to actually put that all together and start out the beginning of the book. What would that look like? How would you answer? How would you go about kind of beginning to explain who this Jesus is? right? So that's what we're going to be diving into today as we go back to John chapter 1. And we're going to take a look at what John has to say at the beginning of the book there and a little bit of the explanation. You know, there's a lot of people that had a lot of thoughts about Jesus back at the time of Christ. I mean, honestly, there's a lot of people who have a lot of thoughts about Christ today. There's a lot of people who have a lot of thoughts about a lot of things today, right? And uh, the reality is there's just a lot going on. And they thought a lot about Jesus and had different positions on it. You know, one of the positions they took was, uh, he's rebel. Uh, Man, he is causing nothing but problems, this Jesus. He is causing a stir all over the place. He is constantly going against what we know to be from God. And so how do we handle him? He is a rebel. And uh, many took that position. There were some that actually said, well, I, I hear you, but I would probably say more He is a good teacher. I'm not saying he was right in everything, but he was a good teacher, right? He had a lot to say about the the things that needed to be done and the way they needed to be handled. He he did a good job with most of that. He was a good teacher, right? And you can kind of feel it escalating up, right? The next level, maybe some would have even said, you know what? I would say he's a prophet. I, I would say God has sent him. He has a message. He's bringing a hope. Like he is a prophet in that regard, There were some that even went one step further, more than prophet. He's an answer to the Old Testament promise of the Messiah. He is Christ. He is the anointed one. He is the one coming who will actually reign as king of kings. That's who he is. In fact, most of his followers thought that way. This will be the Messiah, the one who's going to reign as king forever. He's going to start up a kingdom right now. Now, and he's going to sit on his throne and rule, and Israel is going to be lifted up. And many thought that, but they missed the last ones. 
They miss the biggest ones. That he would be the Lamb of God. The one who would die for our sins and rise again. That we have a need for a Savior. That we have a need for a King who's going to actually help pay the price. And Jesus Christ is that Lamb of God. And even one step up from that, more than just Lamb of God, He is God. He is God Himself stepped into this world and He's revealing for us. And we see John release some of this information as he starts to go through uh, the first chapter here of John chapter 1. So think about it. How would you answer if somebody were saying, who is this Jesus? What would your thoughts be? As we dive into John chapter 1 today, just begin to think, how could I take this in and begin to answer from this passage? What would my answer be to who is this Jesus? All right, here we go. Turn with me, if you will, to John chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 1. And as we get going, point 1. So point number 1, bow before the one true God, the one who gives eternal life. Point 1, bow before the one true God, the one who gives eternal life. We'll start here at verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that is made. Let's just hold right there. He starts out, in the beginning. Well, that's a great way to start out a book, right? And in fact, we know of that from another spot, and it's really, he was trying to connect the two together in a way. In the beginning, if you think back to Genesis chapter 1, and it starts out, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Right? In the beginning, God created. So before there was any creation, God existed. He existed from eternity past, forever into the past, and he will exist forever into the future. So God, from eternity past, before there's anything physical in the beginning, God created. Right? With his spoken word, he brings it into existence. He's talking about that same kind of time frame here. In the beginning, before there was anything physical, before there was any creation, God's still existing. It says, in the beginning was the word. Everybody say, that's Jesus. And we're going to show you that in just a second. But that's Jesus here being spoken of. He is the word. In the original language, that term there, word, it just means to clearly state what one stands for, to clearly state who one is. Jesus, he is the clear statement of who God is, expressed into this world. He is the word of God. Jesus is the word, and in fact, we see it uh, described a little bit more in John chapter 1, verse 14. If you want to just glance down there, we're going to be looking at it next week, but it says, John 1, 14, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus Christ, God himself, he becomes flesh, dwells among man, God with us. This is Jesus, the full expression of God among us. In fact, we just finished up 
uh, two, chap- two segments of a Revelation series, right? We just finished up Revelation 4 through 19 in that series, and uh, we still have Revelation 20 to 22 to go. We're going to start that up again and go through the final three chapters there uh, when we start up on Mother's Day, and we're going to be getting those books out and going after that. But in this Easter series moment, just fired up to be taking a look at Jesus a little bit along the way. And in Revelation 19, we just finished it. It, was, it says in Revelation 19, verse 13, this is talking about Jesus as he's getting ready to get on his white horse to come thundering in as king of kings. It says about him, he is clothed in a robe dipped in blood. And the name by which he is called is the word of God. This is who Jesus is. He is the word of God. He is the expression of God into this world. He is simply put, God with us. Let's just put it down to simple, easy to understand words. He is God with us, the full expression of God with us in that regard. And uh, it says, and the word was with God and the word was God. Okay. The word was with God and the word was God. Now, let's be honest. That's a little bit of a weird sentence. Right? The word was with God and the word was God. I mean, if I were to say that, it would be pretty weird. And Tim was with Tim, and Tim is Tim. <laughs> That's weird, right? That's just a weird way to say it. And what's going on with this? He's actually making a point about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, right? It's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. There are three persons, but one being. God is one. God is how many? One. And yet there are three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So these three persons united so perfectly together, and so each of them so perfectly God themselves, but all together the one God being made. Three persons, one God. You might be like, what? Dude, I don't know anything like that. Right. Wouldn't it be lame if we knew of a God where we're like, I can describe him in 30 seconds and we know all about him then. Like what a small God, right? This is a massive God. There is a huge part of him that we barely get to grasp and understand and know this. He is sharing a piece of who he is with us, right? The person of God and the three persons. When he ends up allowing us to be a person and we have this expression out of ourselves, we're not quite getting the threeness of it all coming together, but we're getting the, that one piece. He's sharing out some of who he is, and we're getting a piece of that in our experience. Man, don't look for God to be exactly like you. Look for God to be bigger than you. Ready? And all of God's people said. He's like, let's just make this clear. He is with God, meaning Jesus is God the Son, and he's with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. He's part of the Trinity. He's part of the three persons. He is with God, and yet he is God. Each of the persons fully and completely God. Every one of them having 100% the godly character traits, right? He is with God, and he is God. It's a huge deal. We got to make sure we grasp it. It's pretty basic, but it's a massive, thunderous statement. With God and is God. Just say those words with me. Ready? With God and is God. Jesus Christ. This is a massive statement. 
of who Jesus is, and it's a huge explanation of all that we can get from him. Jesus is God. I'm not sure that you could get a more thunderous statement at the time of Christ. Jesus is, I'm not sure you could get a more thunderous statement today in our culture. Jesus is God. Everybody just say that with me. Jesus is God. And this is the basics of who Christ is and a massive deal that we grasp it. Jesus, the one who died for us, the one who rose for us, the one who we bow before, he is God. It says, he was in the beginning with God. He was in the beginning, Jesus. He actually existed from eternity past. He was with God. There's no beginning to Jesus. He was in the beginning. Jesus, he existed from eternity past all the way into eternity future. He is God, so he carries the Godhead character trait. He is eternal, Jesus Christ, absolutely, is God, existed from eternity past. He was in the beginning with God, and he is God. That's who Jesus is. And now, this is a massive and yet simple statement to make about why we bow down to Jesus Christ. He is God Almighty, right? And it says now, moving to the next piece about him, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that is made. All things were made through him. How many things? All. Not just some things, not most things, not pretty much all things, all things, all created stuff made by Jesus. All creation by Jesus. Colossians chapter 1 says that he is the one who brings it into existence and holds it in existence, sustains it, Jesus Christ. He is the one who is the author of all that we know. When it says in Genesis 1, and God said, let there be light, that is Jesus saying those words, let there be light, and there was light. He speaks, and it is. Jesus Christ, he's the creator of all things physical. He is God Almighty. Now, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit partnered in creation, and it says at one point, let us make man in our image, right? There's this togetherness in it, but Jesus having a key role in the creation element. He speaks and it is. Massive statement for us to understand. Jesus is the Word, and Jesus spoke the Word and created what we know to be the physical world. This is our God. This is who we worship. And Colossians 1, making it so clear, like I said, that he is actually the one who created all things by him and for him. May he get all the glory. It says, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. In him was life. Now, this word in the Greek, it means more than just physical life. It means eternal life. In Jesus Christ is a hope of eternity, forever with him in heaven, an eternal life with him. 
And it says, and this life was the light of men. This life was the light, the joy, the laughter, the life-changing, world-altering moment for us. This life is the light of man. And notice when it says the light of man, it's like the amazing draw for you. It's like that thing that just captures our attention. He is the light of the world. This is our God, the one who blows us away with the simplicity of who he is and the massiveness of who he is. This is your king. He is the light of the world. Isn't it amazing how light just captures our attention when you're in the middle of darkness? Like when you see something in the dark and then the light lights up, it just captures your eye right away. He's like, that's who Jesus is. In the middle of the darkness, the eye catching. You know, last night, John and I were watching a show, and uh, all of a sudden, the storm rolled in last night. And uh, I didn't know there was a storm coming in. I thought it was supposed to be 80 degrees today. I thought it was going to be a really nice day. I had no idea. So all of a sudden, I see the lightning going, and I'm like, that looks huge, man. So I pull it up, and I look up a couple of details, and we were under a thunderstorm warning, and they're like, here comes the quarter-inch hail and 60-mile-an-hour winds. And I'm like, is this Groundhog Day? This feels exactly like last week. What is going on? And uh, as we start to go through the here comes the storm as it's rolling in, I said to her, why don't we just shut the show off, and let's just go outside and watch this light show in the sky. It was amazing as you stepped out. You could just see all the lightning and the clouds lighting up in the distance. And we're like, I don't know how long it'll take to get here. But all of a sudden, we realized our grill was not covered. Everybody say, that's a terrible plan. right? When you got the hail coming in, you're like, get this covered. So we scrambled to get it covered, got it moved over to the side, got it done. We sat down and we're like, okay, let's take a look at this light show as it starts to go off against the dark sky. And I mean, it went like, and right away, here comes the rain. Like immediate rain hits us. We're like, okay, we're out of here. I think we were sitting there a total of four seconds, no more. And we're like, we're out of here. We go back inside. I'm telling you, light in the middle of darkness, it captures your attention. It can literally stop you in whatever you're doing. And he's like, just so you know, Jesus, in his eternal life, he is the light of the world. And it is this massive light show that goes off against the darkness of the world. Why do I say all that? We'll take a look at what he says next. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The darkness cannot overcome it. Jesus Christ in all of his glory, Jesus Christ in all of his perfection, in his eternity, in his power to create, in his sweet care as he steps in, dies for us, and rises again, as his light beams in this dark world, he wins. And all of God's people said, and this is a huge deal that we grasp that the darkness will not overcome Jesus and his light, and his life will absolutely rock our world. May God get all the glory. Jesus, he is the word of God. He is the expression of God among us, right? Jesus, he is God himself. Jesus. He is eternal life and creator of all that we know. 
and he is the light of this world. And do you know this God? Jesus. You know, when you think about John having to write something down, can you imagine? Like John was walking along with Jesus. John saw Jesus speaking, and people's lives were changed. John saw Jesus with this tenderness and this kindness as he reached out and pulled people together. John saw miracles happen. He saw lame people all of a sudden stand up. He saw blind people begin to see. Can you imagine being that blind person who could not see? And all of a sudden, with the touch of the Savior, you see light, you see images, you see Jesus Christ and his smile right in front of you. Can you imagine being that guy? As John is recording this, think to some of what he saw when he saw, say, the miracle of Jairus' young daughter who was supposedly very sick and dying. And as Jairus comes to get Jesus, they're on their way back. And before they get there, they can hear the wailing in the streets that his daughter has passed away. And as they arrive at the house where the daughter was at, Jesus stops and says, there's no need to wail and weep. She's asleep. Like this is temporary. And they scoff at him. And Jesus walks inside and John being one of the few that could come in with. Can you imagine this moment? As Jesus walks up to a little girl who has lost her life and takes her hand And in that moment, he just says, arise. And she right then and there starts breathing again. She sits up. Can you imagine as John heard him say, as he's taking, I mean, literally grabbing her hand, just so you know, to grab the hand of someone who's passed away makes you now unclean. And as Jesus reaches in and takes her hand, it's like, dude, don't be doing that. And the next step, arise. And all authority and power fills the room, and she is up and alive and laughing. And he says, Why don't you get her something to eat? Can you imagine that moment? Now, how would you write chapter one of John? He's like, I'm telling you, he is God Almighty, he has power over creation. He can do anything. He is the expression of God in this world. This is my God. John is rocked by who he is. And he challenges us. And simply, Jesus is the word, the expression of God with us. Jesus is creator. He is God almighty. He is life and he is light. And just take a moment right where you are. Think about some of those. Grab one of those that blows you away. That he is the word of God. That he is God himself. Creator of all. That he is the life and the light in this world. Grab one of those that blows you away and just take a moment right now. Just saying, Lord, you are awesome because of. Share one of those with your God right now. It doesn't have to be with eyes closed, but take a moment of worship 
where you're like, Lord Jesus, this is so great about you. Just take a moment right where you are. Take a moment to celebrate him. May he get all the glory. John chapter 1. Jesus is God. And he will rock your world. May God get all the glory. Do you believe? Do you know this person? Are you blown away with who Jesus is? Point number two. Don't you love hearing those notes turn now? The books are so silent when you turn the pages on the books, but these things, man, they make good noise, right? Believe that Jesus is God, that he died to cover our sins, and that he is alive forevermore. Believe that Jesus is God, that he died to cover our sins, and that he is alive forevermore. Now, as we start out here, notice he says, there was a man sent from God. All right, everybody just say topic change. All right. So as we get ready to go now, he's, gonna, he's like, I want to explain to you a little bit of what's going on around Jesus. And so now we're going to talk about somebody else. He said, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Everybody say, not that John. Not the one who wrote the gospel of John. Not the one who's writing this. Not the one who saw all these miracles. No, this is John the Baptist. We're going to see that explained out in a little bit here, but he's talking about John the Baptist, one who was doing some uh, great work and pointing towards Jesus Christ, but a different guy than John the author. It says, John the Baptist, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light. So John the Baptist is pointing to Jesus Christ, and he's like, this one is awesome. Look at who he is. John the Baptist was given the privilege of being able to say, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold, the one who is so awesome and stunning. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's like, do you see this one coming? He is our hope. He is our life. Why is that a big deal? Well, because John the Baptist was actually given a lot of uh, assignment. He was told, you're going to prepare the way for the one that is to come. He was told, there will be many from Israel that are going to get saved. They're going to come across. They're going to love the Lord their God. They're going to see families changed. You're going to see lives altered. You're going to see the nation rise up. John the Baptist was given that assignment. And as he began to share, as he began to call people, many were getting baptized in repentance. They were coming back to the Lord. There was a massive change going on. In fact, many thought, maybe John the Baptist is the Messiah. To the point where John the Baptist had to say, no, that's not me. I'm not even fit to tie his shoes. Let me point you to the one. Behold the Lamb of God. John the Baptist, there was so much going on with him, many people were confused about how great he was, and maybe he's the one they should be looking for. And John's like, uh-uh, not me. Think way bigger in what you're doing. John the Baptist, he's pointing to Jesus as the light. 
It says that all might believe through him. How many? That all. This is an offering up of let me introduce you to the God of the world. His name is Jesus Christ. This is an introduction of let me show you the allness that is offered up in Jesus. We have a privilege to understand him as God of the world that all might believe through him. Notice it doesn't say that all will, right? But it does say that all might believe through him. This is a huge moment of hope that we have in Jesus Christ. This moment of understanding, what does it mean to believe in him? To admit that we're a sinner, to believe that he is risen from the dead, to confess him as Lord, right? A, B, C. We talked about it last week. It's not easy, but it's as simple as A, B, C. To admit, believe he is risen, confess him as Lord. You're in charge. And last week was an awesome week to just rally together a huge number of people just packing this place out, service after service, going after it. May God get all the glory. We had a huge celebration of the fact that Jesus is alive. There was a, a, just an unhooked worship going on, and then an awesome time of walking through God's word, just taking time to see him as him alive and showing who he is. And at the end, just calling people, do you admit do you believe? Do you confess? We had people being saved all day long in all the services online. Praise God for it, man. We had 23 people accept Christ last week. Amen. Amen. It's a huge deal. Every service we had, we had some, a couple of people saved at the 4.30. I so apologize. I missed a couple of people raising hands and heard about it afterwards. But praise God, man, all over the place, we had people accepting Christ. May God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, hear me, man, Jesus, he is God. He loves you. He is absolutely offering up hope in him. As creator of the world, he steps in, dies for us and rises again that we truly might be saved. Do you know this God? This is the privilege we can have in knowing Jesus Christ. That we can lean on him, that we can believe in him, that we can hand our lives to him as the one who is ultimately in charge. So John, just to make it super clear, the writer of John, to make clear who John the Baptist is, he says, he was not the light. John the Baptist was not the light. Everybody say, not John the Baptist. No, it's Jesus, right? But Jesus uh, was uh, talked about through John the Baptist. It says, but he came to bear witness about the light. Everybody say, it's Jesus. Man, it's Jesus. That's where it all lies, in Jesus. He is God. He is creator. He is the word. He's the expression of God into this world. He is God among us. Do you know this God? Have you believed in him and trusted in him? And if you had to explain to somebody, who is Jesus? Could you grab on to even a little bit of this passage today now and be able to give a little something out? 
Look, man, there's a lot that I still have to learn about who Jesus is, but I'll tell you this, he is God. Look, I'm telling you, there's a lot that I still have to learn about Jesus, but I'm telling you this, creator of the universe, he's in charge. Look, I'm telling you, he has died for me and he has risen for me, and I praise his name. May we just come to a simple explanation and grab on with all we've got and don't let go. Man, this world is selling something completely different. Watch out. I'm just gonna, I didn't say this at the first service, but have you seen this commercial? He gets us. Have you seen this? I'm not getting much head nod. He gets us. Dude, watch out with that commercial, okay? Yes, he gets us. Yes, he understands. He came into this world. He hurts with us. He loves with us. He cares down into our lives. Yes, and so much more. Everybody just say so much more. Man, the miss in that commercial, they're trying to bring him down to just like us, just one of us, just cares with us. That's a miss. He is holy God of the universe. Who gets us? And all of God's people said, may we truly celebrate the king who absolutely deserves our worship. May God get all the glory. Do you believe in this God? Are you in with Jesus Christ? May we truly lift his name up. All God's people said, let's pray.